0: Aquarius is a three-person business with nearly 30 years of entertainment experience between them, them being local musician Zachary Perkins, local comedian Patty Dwyer, and local videographer slash musician Dalton Roan, a.k.a. Daltonius. If you need help getting that song radio ready, getting the music video done, Putting on the retelling of Othello for your sister's gender reveal party, they're here to help and guide you and construct the pathway you need to put those ideas into real life. Tonight, the Aquarius team, along with Chad Singleton of Astro Clown, will be doing the final shoot for Zachary Perkins' Burn It Down music video. Tomorrow, August 5th, catch Patty Dwyer and me Jacob Craig at Brute Parade in New Orleans. Friday, catch Zachary Perkins at the Celtic Irish Pub in Pensacola, or Pascagoula, excuse me, and Patty at Ugly Dog Saloon in New Orleans. Saturday, August 7th, you'll also find the Patty Dwyer and Jacob Craig Comedy Extravaganza performing Aquarius Comedy at the Juke Joint's Fretz for Pets three-day charity Extravaganza. Zach will be performing there Sunday afternoon at 4. Be sure to not only follow Aquarius on Facebook and Instagram, but also Zachary Perkins to stay in the know about his upcoming album, Inertia, Saltinius, and of course, Patty Dwyer for her upcoming features and showcases. This show is also brought to you by BJ Blow. that dirty motherfucker. He knows what he did. He would have started his own podcast, but he was too chicken
1: Wednesday night, and it's time for the Open Micers podcast. My name is Jason Robbins.
0: I'm the recently porn stashless Jacob Craig, and our guest tonight is a comedian and musician you know from such things as At Midnight, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and The Tick. Please welcome the incomparable, the most metal man we've ever had on this podcast, (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Dave Hill. How are you doing today, Mr. Dave Hill?
2: I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely! Thanks so much for chatting with us, man. We're both huge fans of yours. Uh, oh. It's such a shame you didn't get to hear our intro music because it's just so fucking metal. I feel like you would approve of it. <laughs>
1: oh
2: no! Um, oh, wow. I'll hear it later. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll
0: I'll send you an MP3 or something, please. Uh, my question for you is: Who is the most metal person that you've ever met
2: before? That I've ever well, Ronnie James Dio. I would say. Hell yeah. Holy Diver! Oh, yeah, it would have to be him, right? I th- I've, met a l- I've met a lot of very metal people. Like, I mean, like, literally metal, like people from heavy metal music or people that are just metal, like extreme.
0: I was thinking more along yeah. the lines of, like, alloy,
2: you know? like Oh, uh, yeah. Still yeah, Ronnie I, James Dio, I still I would yeah. say. Okay.
1: I don't think you get any more metal than Ronnie James Dio, because, I mean, he literally invented the devil horns. You know, yeah, he's the inventor Yeah,
2: he's super metal I actually, I woke up in the middle of the night last night I couldn't sleep, which is pretty much every night And I was like, he just, his autobiography just came out So I started reading his autobiography Good right. stuff, so far But he talks about that mm-hmm. How his grandmother used to do that to people It's the ward off which the I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Yeah well, that, So what? that's how far I am in the book that he gets that uh, right out of the way.
0: Did that? I did that originate in Texas, though, or, or, or did, did Texas steal it from Roddy James Dio?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm guessing there's probably a bit of parallel thinking going on. Maybe I think this probably might be Texas an old, came about.
1: I think it might actually be an old Jewish grandmother thing to like ward off the evil eye. I think that might be where he yeah. got it from.
2: Yeah. So anyway, he's the best. Yeah, he's probably the most metal. Metal guy, I would have to say. And you actually worked with a not a lot of people will know this name,
1: but being a huge Faith No More fan, you actually got to work with Chuck Mosley.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. I, Chuck, uh, yeah, I, uh, I knew Chuck for he moved to Cleveland where I'm from. He moved to Cleveland probably like in the mid to late 90s. And I played in a band with him, like his solo band for a little while. I don't know, I don't even know how long. And then I think he probably got sick of me, understandably. <laughs> and uh I was kind of rotated out at one point. And then uh, you know, with no hard feelings or anything. Um, and then but a few years ago in New York he was playing a show uh and for whatever reason like the bass player bailed out like last minute and so he was like will you play bass and i you know i learned the songs practiced that day and uh we played at lit lounge in the east village and it was awesome and it totally made me. i you know uh chuck was a pretty amazing guy but you know complicated guy and i you know i think we got a little sick of each other. Not, again, amicably sick of each other at one point, I think. <laughs> but when I played with him again, however many years ago, it was probably, whew, I don't even know, five years ago or something. Uh, he. It was amazing. And I, I texted him, and I was like, I'm in, I'll do this anywhere in the world, anytime you want. And, uh, you know, sadly, he... He died not too long after that. Yeah, it was just a couple um, of years ago
1: that he passed away. That was a that was a shock.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, you know uh yeah, it was horrible. But uh, So
1: what do you find Great more- guy
2: though. I I Chuck was a beautiful guy, an amazing artist. And I have so much of his music that was mm-hmm. never released, I have here that's so great uh just a super talent and uh and an amazing chef really among other things yeah <laughs> little known fact he uh is an amazing amazing chef that's weird uh, he, i he would was, never guessed that he was that's what he was doing pretty much you know aside from music was okay. cooking and he was he was great at it he cooked my friend's bachelor party he cooked Indian food for the whole bachelor party. Wow. Wow. I mean, he did a lot more impressive stuff than that, but just to show you what a hands-on, beautiful man he was.
1: Yeah. So what do you like doing more? Do you like doing comedy or
2: music? Uh, There's things I love about both of them. I I think comedy is maybe more of a really... You know, people talk about being in the moment or whatever, but like when you're on stage doing comedy, I can think of maybe like three times ever. You know, in the time that I've been doing it, that where I was ever felt like kind of detached from the the situation, where I didn't, you know, where I was sort of stepping back from it and thinking about it, you know. Whereas with music, it can be a little easier to do that, only because. You know, with music, you're usually doing it with a few other people. Yeah. And, you know, you can, depending on what your role is, you know, I sing and play guitar in bands and I've played bass in bands and I've played just guitar in bands. And, you know, if you're doing something like that, just kind of playing on the side, you can sometimes go, like, oh, shoot, forgot to pick out my laundry today or whatever. (laughs) You know, those sorts of things can happen. uh, Not that often, but more often than when you're doing comedy. For me, Anyway, but I I really like them both, and uh, comedy is definitely way harder, I would say. I mean, aside from, obviously, it's super hard to write great songs, you know, uh, but in terms of just getting on stage and doing it, comedy is way more stressful, because it's just you, and with music, you have, you know... in my case, a big hunk of wood between you and the, you know, like (laughs) there's something psychologically, uh, you know, you have a big hunk of wood between the crowd and your, your junk, you know? So no one's going to, no one, you're protected a little bit. Potential (laughs) weapon at all times. Yeah. You have a potential weapon at all times. Exactly. (laughs) Jason, uh, do you ever
0: feel like that? Because you have, I don't, I have to explain this to Every guest, I'm sure our viewers are so tired of me saying this. Uh, Jason was actually a drummer in a band that was signed to Universal Records. Was Is that the yeah. right?
2: Oh, what was yeah. the band? It was
1: called Fall as well. Um, and I'm in a metal band now called Falls from Grace. And uh, we still play. We're actually playing this Saturday at Fretz for Pets. We're uh, headlining Saturday night. Oh, nice. Uh, at the Juke Joint. And um, I find you know, like you said, it's it's a lot easier to kind of fall into that where you can kind of step outside of yourself and kind of see everything from, like, I don't know, kind of feel like you're, you're. It's, I guess it's a weird feeling. It's like being in the pocket or something, you know, where it's kind of like you can kind of really step back and take everything in even while you're playing. And when, yeah. it, comes, when it comes to comedy, it's like you have to be, like, Right there, you can't really like, you know, step back from everything. You have to kind of be in, you know, like I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I I know what you're saying when you said it, but it's it's you know, it's like I kind of feel the same way about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, but and the thing with music, it's not a bad thing that you. Can, I think it's kind of cool actually that you can, you know, like I played guitar and my friend Walter Schreifel's band, his solo band. Walter's, you know, has, is from Quicksand and Gorilla Biscuits, all, all sorts of great bands. And so I've always been such a huge fan of all the music he'd made over the years that, so when he asked me to play a guitar in his band, I was like, that's great because I would be at the show anyway, you know, if I weren't in the band, I would be, you know, so I was like, playing guitar, I would be like, I would just have the best seat in the house. Yeah. And I'm just kind of playing along to songs that I love, you know? so I was able to re- really kind of observe, you know, we would go on tour and stuff. And I'd be like, this is great. I would free drinks and I'm, you know, I'm standing right next to him. Yeah. So.
1: And the thing is when you're playing music, if you mess up, mess up something like you can always just kind of do the same thing again. The next time, you know, the, the bar yeah, rolls be around. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh, he, so meant, weird. He... he meant to do that. And then, but not yeah, in comedy. Yeah. If you, if you fuck up a joke, it's just kind of like,
2: you're just, well that's a that's a, that's a big old ball hanging out there <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's on you, and like, yeah, music you yeah, you can hide, and sort of you know a lot of times the audience, if they're not, musicians won't be like, oh, that the drummer fucked up or the bass player or whatever, yeah. they're just like there's some bad sound coming from the stage, I don't know what <laughs> right. who's responsible, yeah, you can kind of hide in everybody even, yeah. even
1: if you're like even a, being a drummer for. 30 something years now it's kind of like I have perfected like if I if I mess something up I can pretty much cover it up immediately and you know nobody really knows how bad I mess something up unless you know mm-hmm. unless you get that look from like the guitar player or the singer or whatever oh, they, yeah, they give you that look and then you know
2: you're really fucked up but yeah, most I've, of the I've time given i giving a lot of those up. looks yeah <laughs> I used to give those looks a lot now I don't now I've, I've mellowed with age I don't in my 20s i used to glare at but that's the beauty of playing live that's that's the cool thing if you
1: it's always cool if you go see like you know a huge band that you love and see them actually fuck something up it's it kind of makes right. it more memorable
2: yeah yeah and it you know makes it more human and all that
1: yeah
0: which uh which one did you fall in love with first dave did you fall in love with music or comedy first
2: I think performing would definitely music, because I'm sort of very, very late to getting into comedy as a performer. You know, I didn't start, I never planned to go into comedy at all. Wow. You know, it was just kind of an accidental thing, and I got into it, you know, I was already in my 30s when I started, so it was, like, not... I think it was something I always was interested in, but I didn't really understand it. And, you know, I'm I'm still kind of like, I really like doing it like when it's happening, but I'm not like, you know, most people would probably say that I'm kind of a quiet person. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not really, I think really think about were, it. I'm like, uh, what's that?
1: I, said, I think me and you were kind of cut from the same bolt of cloth. Like I always love like I, music was always a number one priority. And I didn't get into comedy until I was like 40.
2: Yeah, so it's, and it's one of those things I think comedy is a rare thing where you can do that. Cause I think the skills, I mean, there's, you know, it's really about getting on stage over and over, but there are certain things, skills you can have or acquire in life that will serve you whenever you decide to get on stage, which is yeah. why, like, you know, some people are, kind of it comes together quickly and some people take longer and whatever yeah um but yeah i I sometimes i don't know i i yeah i i could there's times when i'm like oh i'd you know never want to be on stage <laughs> you know but <laughs> i just know i just know when it happens i'm like oh cool here we go yeah you know but up and a lot of times up until then, I'm just like, oh, this what a mess I've gotten myself into, you know.
1: <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I think every
0: sane person has that feeling. Yeah. Up in, until you get up there, you're like, why am I doing this to myself
2: yeah. again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it can be like, you know, I think, you know, I was I was watching like. Because part of you know, part of performing, you know, there's part of you that's like, why aren't I the biggest household name in the world? Why am I not getting my reward in life that you know the prophecy has foretold (laughs) that you know? And then I saw, I've obviously I've seen footage of myself many times, but I was watching a recent performance, and I was very proud of it, but I was like oh, oh, yeah, this is what I do. This is exactly why I'm not a household name. This is not <laughs> for everybody. You know, I was like, oh, that's good. You know, that's cool. But that's not like, you know, not going to be the next Kevin Hart doing what I do. <laughs>
1: hey, you never know. You never know. You never
2: know. You never know. You never know. And that's, you know, with all, you know, massive respect to Kevin Hart. Just saying, like you know, yeah, I'm just trying to, to be Hart. the be- He actually shout out it. to Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he's he needs he needs our support. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, you know, yeah, I'm just trying to be the best, Dave Hill, I can be. You know, just trying to figure yeah. out what yeah. make the most of, uh what my skills are lack thereof well, I mean you've
1: you've got you've got some skills because you've got a quite an impressive resume I mean you've oh, done a lot you. I don't even know where to really start like all the stuff you've done it's kind of weird and serendipitous like my girlfriend just the other day got me to start watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and you've oh, been nice. on that show, show. I'm like wow that's kind of weird I just started watching that show and now I'm talking to Dave Hill
2: yeah, I kind of creep, well, no pun intended, that's my character's called Creep on that show. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the name, they, well, they do call me Creep, they address me as Creep. Uh, but yeah, I was supposed to just do one episode, and then I, they liked me, so they kept dropping me in.
0: That's awesome.
2: So I'm on, like, three times. Uh,
0: can we start so, uh, a band called Creep Hill?
2: <laughs> it's not a bad name, that's yeah? pretty good. That's I, pretty all strong. All you
0: need is a name. You don't even have to sound good.
2: And it could be like I could really like, you know, I could get a still image from one of my Kimmy Schmidt appearances and sign those. It really milk it. Yeah, yeah. Milk, milk, milk my little role on that show for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know, like, I really should just to bring it up at family and get gatherings and things like that. You know, we're talking about you know the situations that you find yourself in
1: um speaking sort of speaking on that uh Jacob the other the other day one of our fellow comedian friends Jay, uh, J uh JN Reynolds posted a picture of him at uh and I recognized the stage immediately from uh, the place we played in Panama City yeah and uh I immediately had PTSD flashbacks of that show as soon as I saw that picture oh that was yeah uh, what that was an interesting why would show. happen at the show <laughs> well, uh, as the second the show started, well, to, to, first off, we show up, and it's basically, like, it's so weird. It's like it, it's like you walk in, it looks almost like a nerd bar, because there's, like, video game stuff everywhere on one side, but the other side, there's, like, a bunch of pool tables, and there's, like, you know, all these shady, like, biker-looking guys over there on the other side, and we're like, oh, this, this is kind of weird and we start the show, and immediately a fight breaks out in the audience. Oh,
2: wow. Your music drove them to it. No,
1: it wasn't I me. Mean, we were doing comedy. Oh, it, <laughs> it was, was a,
2: a comedy, comedy show. show. Yeah, A fight Literally, at a comedy yes. show.
1: Literally what we
0: hear from a third, from a, 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 a <laughs> bystander perspective is the host goes up. He's like, hey, who's ready for some comedy? And then I hear from my left, what did you say, Bitch. And there's just two guys fighting, and that's
2: <laughs> wow. So yeah. the
0: answer was nobody's ready for
2: comedy. Yeah, nobody. Cause... Wow, that's hard to come back from. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we did we didn't. not come didn't. back from that. The whole show. Oh, was wow, just I'm sorry. Tainted. Have you
0: ever? Have you ever found yourself in a rough position like that? Uh, being from Cleveland and performing music and comedy.
2: I think the. Uh... Maybe with music, weird things happening in the crowd. I can't really... Well, no, I. you know, I did do... I don't don't even want to get into this whole thing, but I did do... A number of years ago, I was asked to open up for a Weezer tribute band, and I my gut was saying, don't do that, Dave. Don't do that. (laughs) But it was like my cousin's friend's boyfriend at the time, now husband... And he was like, no, it'll be good. I think it's a good, the crowd will really dig it. And um, they did not. Someone threw a coin at my face, hit me like below my eye. (laughs) And uh, I I usually never drink before I go on stage, it's it's my general show business rule. But on this night, I made an exception (laughs) and uh, it didn't serve me well. Because I reacted to getting hit in the face with the coin. Whereas had I been sober, I just would have been like, I'm out. And instead, I was like, who threw that? Like after, you know, like a substitute teacher or something. And then another coin hit me. And that's when I left the stage. And then I threw all these beers on the audience. And uh, <laughs> this is not very uncharacteristic behavior. Uh, and uh, and then I got chased. Well, then the bartender asked me to leave. I know you're asking me for about a story where something happened in the audience, and now I'm telling you <laughs> the <story> where the story <laughs> with asshole was me.
1: Yeah, but like, let's 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 go t- turn it back just a little bit. Like, what co- kind of coin
2: was it? Was it a penny? Was it a quarter? Was it a 50 cent piece? I would have to say. It was probably a nickel because I got a black eye from it. Nickels are
1: pretty tough. You get hit with a nickel, that's going to hurt.
2: I don't think it was a quarter because it wasn't that, it didn't do that much damage, but it was definitely like, uh, definitely (laughs) gave me a black eye. At least one of them did. Well, thank
0: you again for opening for my Weezer cover band.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty amazing, like, I got a lot of, uh, it was sort of tele- the telephone game or whatever, where I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be hearing about this tomorrow. Like, you know, because it was, like, in Williamsburg. And, like, I knew, like, people would, pro- you know, six degrees of separation, people would probably t- say what happened and eventually get back to me. And so I did hear the next day, like, multiple versions of what happened. <laughs> and it was pretty pretty funny. I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't do it again.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like any sane person, if they get hit in the face with a nickel, it, like, I would lose my shit a little bit. Like, I would be pretty upset.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was, didn't like it, you know. I it was like, um, I don't, I just think that's a rude thing to do. Plus, it's like, you know, it could have hurt, you know, damaged my eye or something. Yeah. But whatever. Don't I'm feel bad. Now. If I'm on stage and somebody hits me with a
1: nickel, somebody's getting a drumstick shoved up their ass. That's what's that's what's about to happen. I'm not letting anybody yeah. get away with throwing change at my face.
2: Well, you know, this is true. Now that you say it like this, um <laughs> that's just Which rude. is what <laughs> which is what I think I think like so this band came up there and they had set all their beers along the stage in like those big plastic cups. Mm-hmm. And I was coming, you know, when I left the stage, I thought of it as from your perspective of like, I'm a musician, even though I was doing comedy, but I was thinking like, as a musician, I was like, it's not a big deal to dump a bunch of beers on the crowd. (laughs) That's just punk rock, whatever. So I did it. I didn't think anything of it. And they didn't like it at all. They didn't take it well. Um, so then they started throwing shit at me and then the bartender was this little place. The bartender is like, get out of here. And, um, he had like a trucker hat on and I was just thought like, oh, this is such a stupid night. You know, I, (laughs) I can't believe I've gotten myself in this situation. And then one thing led to another and I reacted this way and that way. And I was just like, "This is so stupid. I need to make it worse, because we're already so bad. Like it can't be redeemed at this point." Yeah. So I took the guy's hat again. I don't do this sort of thing. I uh, took his hat and I just started running as fast as I could out the door. And I was r- rounding the bend, and and then I probably hadn't tried sprinting since I was like a teenager. <laughs> and there was a slight incline. In the street, and I just <laughs> wiped out the sheer physics of what I was attempting. Ow. Just, like, I wiped out really hard, and, like, they caught up with me. These guys chased me out the door, you know? And so I thought, like, okay, I have to create a diversion. Throw the hat away from me. And sure enough, it worked. they all went after the hat. So you were doing, you were, you were doing, the, you were doing
1: the Jurassic Park. You had, you had the flare, and you had him fight, and you like try to get the T Rex to go after the flare
2: while you're running. totally it were, it totally worked. <laughs> they went for it, and then one guy. Uh, I hope I run into him someday. This guy who is probably like two inches taller than me, but at the time I swear he seemed like a foot taller than me. This big dude was like. Picks me up, and I was like, oh, great, now this one dude's going to kick my ass. And so I was like, oh, come on, man, I'm going home, it's over. And he's like, no, no. It's like, you're Dave Hill, right? I was like, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, and he's, he's like, you know, that was bullshit. Those people are assholes to you back there. And I was like, "Yeah, they—that's what I think too." And uh, and then I remember I was supposed to get paid that night, so I was like, "You know, would you go back there and get my money with me?" It was like my bodyguard or yeah. something. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we went back, and I like got them to pay the club to pay me, you know, the money. Dude, that's and, a uh, boss
1: move right there. Man. It was a
2: I you know. Again it was just like I was like, This night is fully stupid. I may as well try to get the money. Right. So I did and he the guy paid me and uh and I went you know went out for drinks with my friends and just <laughs> laughed about it afterward.
0: Did he pay you
1: in nickels?
2: <laughs> he should have. Big bag of nickels. That would have showed me. <laughs> well Dave I, what I, a
0: great time to meet a fan.
2: Yeah, I mean, Dre. You know, I hope to run into him one day and just thank him for his kindness.
1: Well, Dave, I hate to say this, but we we've got to get going here soon because we have uh, Jacob's got a show to get to here oh, in just a little okay. bit, and um, well, we're gonna have to me. we're gonna have to get you back on again because we we have to finish
2: this conversation. I would like. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry to. I'm. I I don't talk about that too much because it's not. I'm nothing. I'm proud of that story well, hey, that, That's it's, uh, what we do here <laughs> it's, it's a talk. moment of moment of sh- sh-
1: great shame for me we talk but, about um, the things we're, we're not proud of and pretty much this this show is our therapy <laughs> oh well thank you i'm glad i got to share that with you yeah absolutely um, um do you have any uh uh shows that you want to want to tell people about or where they can go get tickets and all that sort of stuff
2: yeah, I mean, I'm mostly just kind of like doing stuff around town at the moment, and kind of figuring out how to be on stage in front of humans again. Though so I've been doing shows for a few months now. But uh, what is coming up? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver in the weekend of September. Is it 16th, 17th, and 18th? Uh, so everyone should come to that. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, I'm assuming things will be okay. I'm a little getting a little nervous, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, that's that's probably the next thing. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, like,
1: just um, everybody go to DaveHillOnline.com
2: and yeah, uh, and you're reminding me to update my website. I'm getting very bad at yeah, that.
1: you got books for sale that they can go check out. Yeah, you know, all kind Non-stop. of cool stuff. Yeah, you got, you got it going stuff. on. Thank you. But uh, yeah, we, we're good. we'll um we'll have Jacob get back in touch with you, and yeah, we'll we'll book another show.
2: Yeah, please. And, and I apologize, I had to start a little oh. a little late tonight. Oh, that's, oh, that's okay. We oh, understand. Absolutely fine. Man.
0: We are uh, we are very gracious that you got to spare thirty minutes for our little podcast here. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you again. I will make it happen. And uh, I love you, Dave Hill.
1: <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Thank you love so you much. Too, I'm,
2: I'm uh, honored to uh, chat with you guys and have a, have a lovely evening. Have a awesome. great show tonight.
1: And uh, for everybody out there, if you want to email us, email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com, at openmicers on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter's, And you can follow us now on anchor.fm, where you can send us messages over there and voice messages, and you can support us over there. And, of course, OM Podcast takes you to our uh, openmicros.com, takes you to our Patreon. And we'll see you next week. Hey, Jacob. Yeah? We got to tell the listeners about Brez Coffee Company. Oh, they're coffee for gamers, by gamers. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee roasted right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Sounds perfect for all-night
0: gaming sessions no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games, Brez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kinds of flavors to choose from, like Good for Gaming Light
1: Roast or the Necro Medium. See I like a good Dark Roast like the Critical Gaming Dark. You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor.
0: Can't decide what you want? Then just try their specialty sample pack.
1: Whatever your coffee of choice is, they got you covered. Head on over to brezcoffeecompany.com and use the code OMPODCAST to check out for 10% off of your order. Amazing!